Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field, and your business as an act of worship. Welcome back to the Flamingo Advantage podcast. I'm Katie Horner, your host. I'm so excited to have you here today. This is a very special episode. Number one, actually, there's two reasons. Number one, today is the anniversary of the Flamingo Advantage, the book I have sitting back here behind me, How to Leverage Unique, Stay Relevant, and Change Your World. And we're so excited to have you here. You can get your free copy if you just pay shipping and handling over at freeflamingobook.com. And we just wanted to make you aware of that again, as it is the anniversary of that. And so many hundreds and hundreds of people have have read this book and written back to us this year, what it's meant for them. And we're super excited to be able to share that with you. The second reason I'm excited you're here is that we have a very special person with us today, an executive coach, someone who both hosts a podcast and has written a book. Uh, both of those are entitled Business Owner Freedom and has been hugely helpful in our life and business through various conversations and a mastermind that we're involved with together. Really excited to uh, bring him onto the show today. So Gregory Gray, welcome in. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. So excited to have you here. And we were talking before we started recording this idea of executive coach and how it can mean so many different things in today's market. Tell us what it means for you and the people that you serve. Yeah, to really summarize what an executive coach is, it's someone that can lean into not just executives, but leaders' lives, anybody that's in a leadership role, and help them be a better them and help them to serve the world through that. that that's the essence of it. And from that comes a lot of business conversations, but also a lot of personal conversations as well. Yeah, because we can't separate. Listeners have heard me say before, you can't take the pink out of the flamingo, right? <laughs> like you can't separate who you are on the outside or what you do on a daily basis from who you are on the inside. And uh, I see this with our our coaching clients too, our, our small business owners, that so much of what we do in our business is affected by our personal life, our personal mm-hmm. beliefs, our personal day-to-day decisions as well. So tell us, more about who's the right fit for you. When you say executive, what kinds of executives of what kinds of businesses? Is there a certain niche that you serve or who's the right fit person to work with, Greg? Well, obviously you can tell by the title of my book, Business Owner Freedom, that we started focusing on business owners in particular, because that's where the rubber meets the road a lot of times. So I've been doing this for 13 years, Katie, a long time. So I'm not one of those fly-by-night coaches. You know, I've been, I've been consulting and coaching for a long time and Uh, So I help some in the corporate world. I also help business owners, but really it boils down to leadership teams because that's where the, that's where it really happens. So what typically happens is I get in a coaching engagement with a business owner. And as we flesh out things that they need to work on themselves or with their business, it grows from there. So the industry is not necessarily important, although I do focus typically in either software manufacturing, a lot of virtual companies, those kind of things. So I have a whole different client base that I've worked with, even some in medical field. But what really is important is they need to be a size where they're about, you know, roughly 5 million in in annual revenue up to about 200 million. When I get over 200 million, I'm kind of in the corporate space and I I still help some there, but I I don't market that. And then anything below 5 million, that's a true small business owner trying to lift their business, not grow their business. And that's a different 
animal than what I typically work with. So if they're at the point where they're trying to build a leadership team and they're trying to take their business to a level where they don't have to work in it every day, they're trying to work on it and and they can build some systems and tools around that, that's that's what I help with. Awesome. What are some of the first things that you that you look at when you come into a situation with a, a business owner of that size? And maybe they're trying to build a team or feeling like they're stuck and systems aren't working and things are falling apart. What's what's one of the first things that you look at? There's two things, two perspectives I come from. One is a vision perspective. Another, what's the vision of the business? And so we go through a, a process called building a vision story. And so whether it's a three-year or five-year, whatever they choose, outlook, we have to know what that vision is supposed to be so we can help make that happen. The other perspective, the one that's actually a lot of fun that that um, I, I thoroughly enjoy from an executive coaching standpoint is looking at that leader and helping them to know themselves. So they have to blend what they know about themselves, where they want to go with their business. It's okay, where are the gaps? And so we start building a gap analysis, if you will. And most of the time, it either shows up in processes or people because that's what a business is made of. Sometimes the business leader or owner will have to go and get some growth in some areas for themselves. We use disk profiles and things like that. Um, so we do a lot of introspective work on, on the leaders and the business themselves because you have to have that knowledge of both to actually truly help them. If there's a lot of people coming to work on just the business or just the person and, and you're missing a big aspect of, of the blend. And, you know, I think God has brought us into this world with certain sets of skills and abilities and we need to harness those those strengths, higher to the weaknesses, and then we'll be better for it. And so we spend a lot of time trying to determine what those strengths really are and how does that blend with the, the passions that are seated within us, you know, because I, I think the inspiration within us also comes from the Spirit and says, hey, you need to go these directions. And so we blend all that together. And when we get done, I mean, they're usually in a lot better place uh, personally because they're, they're, they're happier, right? They're, they're more content. And the business thrives too. So it, it works out better for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. The the personal overflows and colors the other just and it and it goes backwards too, I think, you know. Yes. If business is is turned on its head, then that affects my personal life. And if my personal life is turned upside down, that affects my business life. And it does blend together that way and overlap. Absolutely. Um, tell us what role does faith play? in this, are you working primarily with, with faith-based people or how does that come out and what role does that play in what you do? That's an interesting question because the answer is yes, but not intentionally. So I think what happens when you market yourself, if you're truly authentic and, and genuine, people see the faith in you, right? And so I think what happens is people of faith are typically gravitate to people of faith. And so I don't go out and say, oh, I'm a Christian coach or anything like that. I just I don't, I just don't do that. Not for any reason not to do that. I just don't think I have to, because I think my faith is woven into my conversation. And so usually when I go through the, you know, the process of trying to see if we can work together, I think all that comes out and it either fits or it doesn't. And so we don't put it in lights, but we don't hide it either. We, we let our light shine. And so when I started doing this 13 years ago, I came out of the corporate world. I used to do turnarounds and was in the executive space and some large companies, those kind of things. And one of the things that really kept striking me was the, the Hebrew word adavah, right? Which is work and worship. It's the same word in the Old Testament. And so I kept reading scripture and it kept talking, okay, worship and work and worshiping work. And I was like, 
I want my work to be my worship and I want my worship to be my work, which is really what the prophets were saying. And so I just went on that mission to make that happen. And what's interesting is when that does happen, when that does come about, you're in a place that you don't feel like you're working. I mean, I came in late last night from a client up in, you know, about six hours away. And so I was tired. I was physically tired, but I wasn't in a place where I was like, man, I don't want to do that anymore. I was like, no, I can't wait to get up today and go again. So the rest is a sweet rest when you're doing what you're called to do. So give me a lot, a long answer for what you're asking. But when I engage with clients, that always comes out and they can see it, they can feel it. And when I'm working hard with them, but I'm also leaning into their faith part of their life. And we have those conversations. I call them the, the tailgate conversations. When those happen and you're talking spiritual things with each other, there's nothing better. But I would never have those kind of conversations had I not entered into through their business and trying to help them from that perspective. And then it opens up a different relationship. And then faith can just be a part of that. I love that you brought that up about the Hebrew word and the the work and worship. Those of you that are listeners, if you'll remember in May, we interviewed John Sanders. And hmm. he was also talking about this idea of you know, Sabbath and rest, like you said, being sweet because I'm, I'm refreshing myself to go back to do what I love because my work is my worship. And he was talking about how the Sabbath was created for us to rest from that because God knew we would love it so much. If he didn't Mm -hmm. enforce a rest, we would just burn ourselves out. Right. And so it's interesting that, that both of you have brought that in and we'll put the link in the show notes to that episode if you want to go back and listen to it. But This idea of work as worship. Now, I use it all the time in what I do, and I'm primarily talking to faith-based business owners that Mm -hmm. do want to minister through their work opportunities, and it is generally a bigger part of what they play than maybe in your world. Tell us more about what that you know work as worship looks like, or what mindset are you using when you go into this? How do you convey Mm -hmm. that to the people that you're working with? I'll give you a story. About six or seven years ago, I went to a manufacturer up in Pennsylvania. At the time, we lived in Tennessee, and so it was a pretty good jaunt up there. I flew into to Pittsburgh and drove into their facility and uh, did a two-day intensive with them. And during those two days, you know, I'm just engaged, engaged heavily and, and just loving what I do. And that was it was a Friday and Saturday, which I don't normally work those days, but I did it for them for a special reason. That Saturday afternoon, the, the CEO of the company, he he said, hey, can I talk to you a minute? I said, yeah, I've got about 30 minutes and i got to head to the airport. He said, okay. He said, you're a Christian. And I went, yes, sir, I am. And I thought, here it comes. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna get on to me because, you know, I didn't see faith in that workplace as much as I would like to, but I didn't think anything about it. I just did my job. And he goes, I want to thank you for not hiding that the last two days. And I said, I, I didn't even know I showed it the last two days. He goes, well, I don't think you can help it. I think it came out regularly and you, didn't, you it's just part of you. And I said, well, that's true. And I walk in the door, my faith doesn't leave me. So anyway, we talked for the next 20 minutes before I had to the airport. And he confessed to me that his faith had weakened and he hadn't been to church in years and all these things. Anyway, we're sitting on the tailgate of his pickup truck. That's why I call it tailgate conversations. Those are the type of conversations to me that are the gold nuggets of what I do. I make an income for my family. I do change businesses. I change their lifestyles or they help change. I help them change their lifestyles. They have to do the work. But when you can have faith conversations with people like that and their lives might change for it. And I will gladly say today, he he's now back faithful and 
worshiping again. And he and I are really good friends. And I mean, that would never have happened had I not gone down this road with this business and 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 listened to the the seed God had planted in me to do these things. And that's just one example. Just this week, I had lunch day before yesterday with a group of blue collar workers. And we're sitting there talking. And for 30 minutes, we talked scripture. And there was a, a gentleman that was an agnostic sitting right amongst us. And he said, you know, guys, I've been fighting it. I think I'm like C.S. Lewis. I've been fighting this for too long. Maybe I need to go investigate this. And I just put my arm around and said, let me know how I can help. And I'll see the young man again in April. We go back up there for another event. But that's priceless to me. And it's not me doing anything. It's the Holy Spirit moving, but I'm just the tool. But I have to be willing to be that tool. And so when I work hard and God has provides well for our family through this too, I know he's providing for me and giving me provision so that I can turn around and continue doing this and making impacts wherever, however small I can, based on what he's allowing me to be a part of. And it's just, it's just a thrill. It's just, the, it's the pleasure of my life, to be honest with you. I love that. And I think it's true for, for all of us that, you know, when we really embrace who God made us to be and what he created us to do, mm-hmm. we can go at it with that you know, I get to do this. But that idea of embracing, like, I get to do this for God today, and I'll do it the best I can, and He's going to shine through me. And it doesn't mean I have to be literally preaching all the time. Like that Mm -hmm. conversation, that way of life, the way that I support other people, the way I serve with excellence, the way I answer questions calmly, the way I don't get frustrated (laughs) and in customer service, you know, like just all of those different ways that we can show the Holy Spirit in our lives that is obvious without us having to be overtly obvious or hitting people over the head with it. That's what so many of uh, so many Christians fear about blending their Mm -hmm. faith into their business is that it has to be this sort of oppressive faith. And that's not what it is at all. It's simply letting God live through you in every moment so that it's seen. I know I've had experiences at secular events where people have you know, stopped me in the hallway in between sessions and said, what is it about you? You just have this light, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it opens the door for those conversations without us even necessarily looking for them, um, but being open to them in the moment. Um, let's take a moment and switch gears here then. And I'd love to hear more about the book uh, and your podcast. And I know uh, we mentioned before business owner freedom, You guys Mm -hmm. can find this over at gregorygray.com. We'd love to lead you back to there to connect with with Greg and all the things that he does. But tell us specifically what we're going to find and what listeners can expect in your book and in the podcast. Well, in in the book, Business Under Freedom, it came out uh, into 2019. So it's still very applicable. It's it's basically business principles in it. But what you'll find in there are some stories where I really mess stuff up from time to time. And and then there's other stories in there where some of my clients have done some great things and even talk about my dad in there. He's passed away now, but in his business struggles as a, as an engineering firm. And one of my stories in there that you'll find that I think will be very interesting to you is how I ended up having the wrong business and it did not fit my lifestyle and it about drove me crazy. I literally went in cold sweats in the middle of the night going, how do I get out of this? I, it was, it was driving me crazy. And so I eventually sold it and, and here I am today doing exactly what I need to do. But, there, there's a lot of business principles in there. It's pretty much a roadmap of, of you do these things and you're going to be pretty darn successful. And then, you know, the podcast has a lot of interviews. We, we've done a lot of interviews with a lot of different credible people that help small businesses. So um, it'll, it'll give you some insight to some, to some good ways of doing things as well. 
Awesome. We encourage everyone to go check that out. Again, gregorygray.com. And we'll have that link in the show notes for you guys. Along the lines of leaning into doing exactly what you want to do and mm-hmm. shining the light that way, what what would you love to leave folks with if they just remembered one thing today? Well, I think the key to doing what you want to do, and again, it's not just what you want to do, it's what you want to do that God has put in your heart. Because if you if you go do you go follow your own heart, watch out. But if you follow the heart that God has implanted with you, then then you got some good things coming. You've got to do a few things. First is you got to make sure you have the skills to do it. And I'm a constant learner. I mean, I, I consume materials and constantly grow. And I have my own coach that coaches me. I mean, all those things. So you got to have the skills. You've got to be able to monetize it. You have to be able to make money at it. You can't just uh, have skills and, and have passion because then you make, that could be golf for somebody. And Good luck making money at that. But you also have to be able to have the tenacity to stay with it. So that's where the passion does come in. So if you have the skills, you can monetize it and you have passion and then you marry that up to uh, the lifestyle you want to lead, and it and it lends to that lifestyle. Then you can you can do pretty much anything, and that's literally what I'm doing now. I mean, my lifestyle is I work four days a week. My lifestyle is I I want to go talk and help other people every day, solve their issues, and God's given me the skill to do it, and it monetizes for my family. So it meets all those criteria, and when those things happen, man, there's nothing like it. I mean, I. I feel like every day is just a, just a joy, little joy. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your wisdom with us today, Greg. I appreciate all that you're doing in that executive coaching space and encourage folks to connect with you again, gregorygray.com is where you're going to find him, his uh, book and his podcast, business owner freedom. Want you to be sure and connect over there. If this has been a help to you today, we'd love to have you share it with a friend. That's the best compliment you can give us is by helping us get the word out to others who need to hear this, someone who might connect with Greg's story and what he's teaching and giving to the world. And uh, we want to encourage you to go out and do and be who God created you to do and be. Your message matters. You can stay pink inside and out. We'll see you in the next episode. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.